Welcome to The Pog Show. I'm your host, Christine Martindale, Public Information Officer for the City of Port Orange, a city in Central Florida that is unique by choice, not by chance. I will be bringing you powerful interviews and on-the-go info to gain a better understanding of the various services and functions our city provides. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, to Episode 19 of The Pog Show. Today I have with me in the podcast studio Chad Weber, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission Public Information Officer that serves 11 counties. Hi, Chad. Thank you for your time today. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm doing great. So to start, first tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, your background, um, how you became interested in working uh, for FWC. Well, a little bit from all over. My dad was in the Army, so... I landed in Florida probably in the early 90s, and I've been here ever since. Uh, I grew up in DeLand, went to DeLand High, you know, so not too far away from, from here. Right. And uh, I've been interested in working for fish and wildlife since I was really little. I've Outdoors, I fish a lot, hunt, uh, just anything that's outdoors, I enjoy doing it. Uh, after graduating high school, I went to the United States Marine Corps, I served four years there, and I got out in 2005. Worked at the state prison in Daytona for four years and came over to work for Fish and Wildlife. So I've been employed by the state of Florida since 2005. Oh, wow. Wow. This is going to be a great conversation. It's a public information officer talking to another public information officer. We've got a lot of information to exchange. (laughs) Yes, we do. So, but no, I really appreciate your time today. So, so in reviewing the FWC website, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission employs over 3,000 individuals who are dedicated to managing fish and wildlife resources to their long-term well-being and the benefit of people. So as your role as the PIO for FWC, tell our listeners what your role consists of. My role as the public information officer, you know, I... I have 12 counties in my region that I'm in just about every day. And I handle a lot of high-profile things, you know, involving, you know, possible alligator incident, bear incidents, boating accidents. But, I mean, that's a very minor glimpse of what I do. I do a lot of public outreach. I go and talk to summer camps during when the kids are out of school. We do a lot of, uh, you know, in-classroom with, with science classes if teachers want us to come in we talk a little bit about zoology and what fwc officers do and like you said we have 3,000 employees but only 850 law enforcement officers throughout the state that's from the keys all the way to the panhandle so you can see that being a law enforcement conservation officer in florida is kind of a a big task with the amount of people that are here the amount of coastline the amount of animals and the animal and human interactions that we have Oh, sure. Well, that sounds like a big job that you have. Um, so, And we cover a huge umbrella. In the 3,000 employees, 850, 850 are law enforcement. The other ones are doing studies. They're biologists. They manage, you know, all from small plankton all the way up to large marine mammals. So the FWC has a huge role in the state of Florida. Oh, absolutely. And you said 12 counties, right? Serving 12 counties. 12 counties. 12 yep. counties. I missed when I said 11 oh, that's earlier. Fine. So that's, fine. that's That's huge. That's huge. Um, you know, I do a lot of public outreach, too, with our citizens in Port Orange. I run a Citizens Academy. So on a different scale, but I understand where public outreach and, and educating, you know, our citizens is huge for well, sure. Well, I, I love it because I get exposure. I mean, we're in a coastal county right now to our inland counties like Marion and Lake and Sumter. So 
I get to see a lot of what Central Florida has to offer. Absolutely. I've been living in Port Orange about seven years, and I came from South Florida. So quite a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Port Orange is a nice town. I, I lived here, uh, I don't know, in 2006, 2007. Okay. Okay. And it's grown. I was going to say a, a lot, lot has changed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you know, here we are springtime already. I can't believe it. We're ending March and, you know, the waters are getting warmer, and you know what that means is that Florida's state reptile, the American alligator, becomes more active and visible. And it's also a popular time of year, you know, for people to enjoy the outdoors, of course, with their pets. And, you know, we're going to be including some information on our social media platforms on reminders and tips on ways people can keep pets safer, um, you know, when spending time, you know, near the water. But if you can maybe expand on what residents should look out for and what to do um, should they see an alligator. Alligators, obviously, like you said, we live in the state of Florida. They could potentially inhabit any body of water from a small retention pond up to, a, you know, they live in the rivers and lakes, and they're even seen on an intercoastal waterway. So the main thing people need to be uh, aware of is alligators, we're not really, we're not their primary food source. So enjoy them from a distance. Don't try to get close because they are a wild animal. They're a large reptile. Um, and people, when you're walking your pets near the water's edge, always keep them on a leash and try to not walk your dogs right near the water because small dogs resemble an alligator's primary food source like raccoons and possums and things like that so it's always best to keep your dog on a leash and walk them away from the water Uh, avoid swimming during times of dusk and early morning hours where alligators are going to be more active and obviously we never feed alligators in the state Uh, once an alligator is fed starts to associate humans with food and we could have a potentially dangerous situation. Mm. Is there a contact number or information that they need to be aware of? If Well, if, if people one? are seeing these violations occur where people are feeding them or, you know, enticing them or trying to capture alligators, they can call our toll-free hotline number. It's 888-404-3922. Well, that's good. It's good to keep that. And we'll put that number in the show notes in the bottom of this episode. But, you know, like you said, you know, just be careful, be aware of your surroundings, um, especially, you know, in your backyard, but visiting parks and, and all of that, you know, because we are in springtime and we are in Florida and it's only going to get warmer, right? So well, it gets warmer. And this is the time of year where not just alligators, but other animals are becoming more active where snakes and lizards and things like that. They'd like to come out and bask in the sun and by all means, enjoy Florida's wildlife, but keep your distance, take your photos, don't try to catch them. They are wild animals. And if you try to catch them, some things may happen. So, uh, and with alligators, obviously they're not in season. It is against the law to try to capture an alligator during a closed season without a permit. Mm, very, very, very good information. Yeah. My parents live on a golf course in St. Augustine, and there was an alligator recently sunning himself right there on, you know, the hole number nine. <laughs> and it's alligators. That's just, that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. So, well, so moving on from alligators. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Florida's wildlife and human populations are encountering each other more than ever before. And if you can expand on this and, you know, that I would think that making simple changes and understanding wildlife behavior can, you know, help us coexist and avoid conflicts, you know, with a range of species. And so, you know, maybe we can talk about bears and coyotes and, um, you know, when are they more seen, you know, the time of year and what do people need to do should they see a bear or a coyote of that nature? So 
living here in Port Orange, I mean, it's very possible you could see a bear and coyotes. Coyotes have become more urban animals where they're being pushed out of their natural areas. And they seek, they're very opportunistic. Bear and coyotes are very opportunistic. So smaller pets, they are uh, an easy target at times for them. So we always encourage people, if you're taking your pets outside, to stay with them. Uh, You're a very large, you're a lot larger than your animal is. And coyotes tend to take cats and things like that if they're not being watched. Um, Securing attractants in your yard, I know it sounds very... uh, Minimal, but even bird seed. Bears will eat bird seed out of a bird feeder. So cleaning your grill after you've cooked hamburgers over the weekend, that grease sits on your grill and a bear can smell that. They have a very acute sense of smell and they can come up and start dismantling your grill because you cooked something greasy on there. And uh, securing attractants like trash. Or if you're feeding your pets outside, bring that food inside because coyotes and bears will seize the opportunity and eat that. Yeah, great information. Um, we actually have a graphic uh, for our listeners, and we're going to be putting that out, um, you know, after this podcast. But it's just education um, about alligators and bears and coyotes and what to watch, what to watch out for. So, and these are these are things that people can do, and that'll alleviate that uh, human wildlife interaction. Sure. And if they're continuing to have problems, they can always reach out to FWC, and we can offer more assistance to them. Sure. No, absolutely. You know, about a year ago, we had an increase in raccoons for distempered raccoons. And our Volusia County Dispatch Center has been, you know, if people see anything is to call our Volusia County Dispatch Center. Um, You know, there's symptoms of distempered raccoons too. So, you know, there's, it's more than just, right? Alligators, bears, coyotes, raccoons, right? We have a huge wildlife population just because you live in a city it doesn't mean that there's not wildlife there so if anybody's seen anything out of the ordinary with raccoons bears alligators coyotes by all means call the fish and wildlife or volusia county Correct. And uh, again, we'll put this phone number in the show notes, but the Volusia County Dispatch Center phone number is 386-248-1777. So, um, you know, what are some of your switching gears just a little bit? So what are your favorite parts of your job? Were there any, are there any, or were there any wow factors in, in the years that you've been um, with the FWC? There's, there's a couple that rank pretty high up there. And I was a patrol officer before I promoted to be the public information officer. But in my role as the, the PIO, I, I think I touched on a little bit that all the exposure I get to the different areas in Central Florida, just the, the different things that we have to offer here with the springs and then the coast and being up close to the wildlife. A lot of people don't have that opportunity. So I really like that part of my job. Uh, some things that happened as a patrol officer, I responded to Deepwater Horizon uh, several years ago. So I was working in Pensacola area offshore, you know, spotting oil and then um I've also traveled down to the Keys for lobster mini season where we've come across, you know, bales of cocaine floating out in the middle of the uh, the ocean. So there's just working for fish and wildlife, I've had exposure to a lot of different things and it's not just wildlife that we that we deal with. Uh we respond to natural disasters and helping people with the, when Hurricane Michael came through, I was in Port St. Joe and helping people that had lost pretty much everything with a hurricane. So the FWC does a lot. We're not just, you know, fish cops checking fishing license. We we respond to a lot of different things. Yeah. And we're state law enforcement officers. So we, we do it all. And that's one of the aspects of the job that I really like. 
Yeah. And of course, uh, talking with me on the podcast too, that's a variety as well too. Oh yeah. I'm talking to you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate you know, coming up. So, um, you know, it's I'm sure, like even with my job as a PIO at the city, I, I do so much. I wear so many different hats. I run the Citizens Academy. I do podcasts. I do newsletters. Um, I do the social media. I'm out doing public events. And so I like that. It's like a variety. So It's, it's a big variety. And then, of course, we work with a lot of people that move from out of state. And it's not always an enforcement aspect of the job. It's more we take an educational approach. Maybe somebody's never, they've moved here from Michigan and never seen an alligator or dealt with it before. So educating the people that come to the state of Florida is, is playing a, a main role in what we do too. Absolutely. And I know we'll keep in touch in the future because you're a great contact, especially when new people, you know, um, Port Orange is growing. You said you lived here. So Port Orange is growing and uh, we always want to make sure that we're talking to new residents and, you know, the Citizens Academy that I run, we have a lot of new residents uh, who, uh, who join the Academy because they're new to the city. So anything that we can do to um, you yeah, know, educate. absolutely. Reach absolutely. out to me and, you know, I'll come and talk to people that move here and give them a little background on what we do and what they can expect. Absolutely. So I know we touched on, on a lot. Um, are there any other items uh, or topics that you would like to touch on that we haven't already discussed? Um, maybe in other words, what do you wish residents knew more of or did or, you know, how they can help? So you've already said that the temperatures are warming up and we're anticipating having a lot more people on the waterways. So boating safety is an, another thing that FWC pushes a lot of. And you have the intercoastal and the ocean right there. And I'm sure during the weekends it's packed full of people. And uh, so just getting their boating safety equipment in their boats and making sure they have a designated operator. Um, there's not a law in the state of Florida for open container on a boat, but the legal limit is still 0.08. So if you do encounter an FWC officer and you're over 0.08 or intoxicated operating a vessel, we have a zero tolerance for that and you will be arrested. So it's simple as just designating an operator and uh, getting home safely. And we have, you know, Memorial Day coming up and next month and 4th of July and all these really uh, big boating holidays. So just kind of like to get that out there before all these, all these, uh, holidays come come around oh absolutely and you know port orange is is so unique of a city you know we have you know the west part of the city but we're also uh, you know we're on the east side we got riverwalk park on the river of the halifax and people boating and we've got our causeway park which is over you know on the other side of dunlap bridge so you know boating safety is so important especially um you know, as we're approaching all of these major holidays where it's holidays and people want to be on the boats, but we also have to, you know, consider safety is very important. It's not really seasonal for people in Florida. So boating season is year round for us. But if anybody ever had any questions or needed to know what needs to be on their, their vessel, they can always check at myfwc.com on the boating tab. And that'll give you a rundown of what you need for your boating safety equipment. Absolutely. Um, you know, if, Residents want to reach out to you. You just mentioned that. Is that the best way, really, through the website? Well, they can call the, uh, our Ocala Regional Office. That phone number is 352-732-1225, and they can talk with a call center uh, operator. But if they have, if that's just for general questions, but if they want to report violations, the 888-404-3922 goes to our regional communication center for uh, reporting violations. 
Very good. And our website's open 24 hours a day. So and that's how I found you, actually. So MyFWC.com. That's right. That's right. You, you can't miss that. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to cover? I know you wanted to make sure you talked about boating safety. Is, was there anything else that you wanted uh, either residents to, to, to know about or how maybe they can help in their own way in our city? I, you know, I, I think we covered a lot, but just to reiterate, the wildlife that is in Port Orange and throughout the state of Florida. Enjoy it from a distance. Uh, come out and enjoy the waterways and all what Central Florida has to offer. But, you know, do it safely. Don't try to catch alligators and snakes or bears. They're, they're not cute and cuddly. Uh, take your photos and, and, and just enjoy it. That's great. And, you know, we're in a great city, so we want to enjoy it. But we also want to be safe, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Chad, I really, really appreciate you, um, you know, coming here and letting our listeners know a little bit about you and provide us a little bit more insight about the FWC and what residents can do and be educated on and just to be safe, you know, with our wildlife and and boating safety and, and everything in between. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Chad. Of course, the best ways to find the city is by the city's website, www.port-orange.org, the city's Facebook page, Port Orange City Hall, the Twitter page, at City Port Orange, and our LinkedIn page, City of Port Orange. This podcast, The Pog Show, can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. This wraps up episode 19 of The Pog Show. Until next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today on The Pog Show. We've only just begun, and with you sharing, subscribing, and leaving a five-star review for this podcast is really going to help launch us to the next level together.